Focus up. Oh, f- that's the wrong one. What is ah. it? Um, it's, um, I don't remember. Welcome, my friends, to oh. Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. Sorry, I, should have, I shouldn't have gone off script. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, we're back at it for another week. Got a, an inbox full of questions. Are you sure you want to use that intro? You swore. That's fine. I'll just, I'll just... What have you done to the questions? I've just opened them up. Yeah. You absolute monster. All right, we'll address we'll address this. We'll address this when it comes up. <laughs> Come on, I can't um, put in the questions in our shared no, doc. No, listen. My my carefully coded PG image won't be won't be compromised. I'll add I'll add a a uh, judiciously placed beep. A ooh, an artisanal beep. An arti- a handcrafted organic hand-grown beep. Only the funny. Um, do you think beeps are funnier than swear words? Yeah, I do. I, I do, do too. actually. I think now, it's in ins- Sometimes. Here's the thing. If you have a lot of it, I think beeps beeps hit diminishing returns faster than swear words do. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think I think a surgical beep is actually I think I think the the intro will be funnier than it would be otherwise because one, I never really swear publicly, and two, I again the diminishing returns. I was about to say I was about to say it's like when first bite is the best. I was about to say it's like when you hear your teacher swear, but did you ever accidentally swear as a teacher? Oh yes. Oh Oh, yes. I did more than once. Yeah, when I was teaching little eight year olds. And it was never in anger or it, like it was just it was just as um, intensifiers. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, like you say something was like. If I could remember, I'd be like, oh, the 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 effing and so on. So like that. And so the it's, kids not, it's, like, not, oh. it's not like you stubbing your toe. No, no, no. It was just like a sort of uh, like like a thing. That, yeah, I was using it to fill in time. There's a word for that, but I can't remember that. There's there's a word for the er and um and er. Uh, oh, there's it like, is, yeah, no, I, I didn't know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it is. We'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll get someone. No, uh, I do know. It's uh, it's called. Um, uh, it's oh called- <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I had this weird thing yep. because um, my family is Croatian, so I learned yep. Croatian before I learned English. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm, so like if I'm angry about something or if I'm trying to use something as an intensifier, I'll swear okay. in English. But if I stub my toe, if I get like a lizard brain swear, it's in Croatian. <laughs> lizard brain <laughs> so like the hind brain the the primal part of you yeah 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 all right i like that anyway we talk about the questions if you want to send in your questions please do uh the best way to do this of course you can do it on twitter you can email me as well if you jump on twitter you'll find our dms are both open uh i've got, also got an email address on my twitter account you can send them in we do love hearing from people and also of course we usually put out a, a weekly request for questions and you can just you can just chuck them in a thread there if you want to be read out anonymously that's also fine but please do let us know that's uh, that's fine to do it but can we talk about how? So, Dennis, you've you've copied and pasted. Yeah. One so we of these. we have a shared doc, and we put all the questions in there, and then we go through them. Yeah. Well, you've put how many different typefaces have you got? So what happens three- is, if you copy something from Twitter and copy it directly into a doc, it comes out in a weird size and like a weird font. Yeah, weird so Riley formatting. likes me to cl- click right click and hit paste without formatting. So you know what? You don't even have to do that. Just press con- press con- control shift. Control v, shift v is also paste non special. It'll all yes. format itself. It's Here's very the deal, easy. though. I decided to not do that. So I've put in spoiler alert for a question coming up. A question from Gibson Cat. I posted, yeah. pasted it in, and then you know, took took some little artistic license, changed some font sizes, changed some fonts, underlined some words. Yeah, there's four different typefaces. There's half it's in italic. There's part of it that is underlined. That is, I'm going to put a put a yeah, picture. Yeah, screenshot this and just it. tweet it. Yeah. It is horrendous, and it's tilting me beyond belief. So we'll, we'll come to that in a second. Before that, Dennis, we've got to do the ad for ChannelFireball.com. ChannelFireball.com, the best place in the multiverse to buy your Magic the Gathering cards and listen to tons of fine Magic the Gathering content, depending on how you feel about this podcast, including or not including this. 
Yes, exactly. Depending on what your exact metrics of fine are, Channel Fireball, of course, are the uh, the, the the proud sponsors of, of many of many and varied types of magic content that all comes to you absolutely free as a bird. Um, and what I like, they, they, they cater to a diverse range of tastes, Dennis, and I think that's very important. Yeah, for good magic players, you have, you know, you have Luis and Reed's mm-hmm, streams and mm-hmm. VODs and, you know, mm-hmm. limited resources to, for, for all that kind of thing. And then for bad magic players, people who don't even necessarily play magic at all, you have us. No. I actually, there, there are a couple of people who have listened to this pod, they've come to me and said, I really enjoy your magic podcast. I'm like, but you're like a bigger muggle than Vernon Dursley. What are you doing listening to a magic podcast? And they're like, it's not a magic podcast. Do you know who listens, <laughs> do you know who listens to this podcast? Is it, uh, no, who is it? I don't know. My mum. Your mum. Hello, Dennis's mum. Hello, Dennis's I don't know how mom. to say that in Croatian. Um, Dobar dan, Dennis of Amica, I guess. Dobar dan, Dennis's mama. Yeah, like there that, just like a little less racist. Yeah, that would have been great. Not, mate, come on, come on. That's that's earn, that's me earnestly breaking That was a good effort, barriers. I appreciate that, that's true. Thank you very much. Anyway, Channel 5, if you want to make a good effort of uh, buying and selling magic cards, channel5.com or something, I don't know, just go and buy your cards there. Go and buy a card. What are you doing? Buy a card somewhere else. You never. You don't know and where those cards are. And use being. promo code Dennis's mum to get zero percent off, but to make somebody in the warehouse a little bit confused. That'd yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> why, why am I doing this? Exactly. But yeah, channelfiber.com. You don't know. As Dennis's mum would say, you don't know where those cards are being. That's true. My mum was a very overprotective mum. You don't know where those cards Do are. Do you have any idea don't, how? Don't, don't buy them you, anywhere else. Can you guess? I'm 26 now. Can you guess how yeah. late into my life I had the? I don't. It is my decision whether or not I want to wear a jacket outside. Conversation with my mother. Oh, at 26? Correct. Ongoing. Yes. Yes, of <laughs> course. Absolutely. Yeah, of course it's still happening. Yeah. Um, that, okay, that's, so, that, battle, ch- that battle will rage until one of us dies, until one of us literally dies possibly in a jacket-related incident, I guess. Exactly. Probably you, because you've gone outside not wearing your jacket and you've died, died of hypothermia. That's how, um, that's how George so, Washington died, isn't it? No. You want to try again? Did, did Benjamin Franklin or something die like that? No, it was uh, it was William Henry Harrison. This was a guy who was uh, he was like seventy when he got elected, um, and there were, because there were questions about his fitness to serve as the as the president of the United States, he gave his speech his his inauguration speech, which is obviously in the middle of winter, right? Uh, not wearing a, a coat, and he died of pneumonia thirty days later. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about George Washington. He went out and looked to survey his fields and got rained on because he didn't have a jacket and he died. Did he? Yes. Oh, is this true? Hang on a second. Oh, nice little cat running across your keyboard there. Yeah, that was my cat wearing it. Okay, how did he die? On Thursday, December 12, Washington inspected his farms on horseback in snow and sleet. It's not looking good for me. He returned home late <laughs> for dinner, but refused to change out of his wet clothes, not wanting to keep his guests waiting. Okay, that's not it. He, he put a jacket on. Okay, here's the here's how I think we decide this. I'm yeah. going to text my mum right now and ask okay. her, is it worse if I didn't wear a jacket or if I refuse to change out of my wet clothes? Okay, all right. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have the response hopefully by the end of the podcast. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, Dennis, we may as well get stuck into this this question that you've so heartlessly butchered here. From that does come from Gibson Cat, uh, long term fan of uh, a lot of stuff that not only me but also CFB has made. So massive shout out to to Gibson Cat, who I think more than any other person on Twitter retweets all the garbage that I put out there all the time. So Gibson Cat. Doing, doing just the the finest work, and I, I can't say much. I they must have some it. sort anyway. of like Faustian deal with the devil, where they have to do that to like preserve their life essence or whatever, right? There's no way they're doing it of their own volition. I will take it. I don't care how. how I don't care and, why or and how. And Riley, how do those Faustian devil retweets show up? <laughs> just the same. Exactly right. They spend just the same, Dennis. Anyway, Gibson Cat asks: Under what conditions, if any, is it socially acceptable? To tell, to I can't read this because it's supposed to be, <laughs> get so small. To tell an unsolicited bad beat story. So the key word here, I think, is unsolicited. 
this is the this is the problem, right? Do you have let's friends? Talk who- about, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's make this question a little easier for ourselves. Firstly, by talking about solicited ones. You don't want to do firstly by changing the font size. Is that not step one? <laughs> what I'm saying here is like if. If you're at the end of a round and you go up and you, your mates are sort of all gathering around, whatever, and then and you go, oh, you know, how'd you go? And you, and you can then say, oh, this happened, that happened, the other thing. That's like solicited. That. That's fine. If, if the conversation is already happening and you get invited to share your experience at the last round, win, lose, or draw, you have the right to tell the story. Here's the thing, though. If people are just Unsolicited. sharing their experiences yeah. in this sort of like semicircular group conversation that you're in, mm-hmm. let's say me and you, and let's say Toffel and Jamin for, you know, argument's sake, are standing around. Yeah, and Toffel's like, "Oh, I just lost my game. It sucked, yada yada," which is unreasonable because he obviously is very, very good. But let's say that happened. Um, he's like, "Oh, I just lost my game. It was you know nonsense. My opponent talked a bunch of things in a row, and I'm arriving into the conversation at that point." Yeah, is it acceptable if I then share a bad beat story of mine for the previous? Yeah, round, I think it is. Is that solicited or unsolicited? I don't know if it's unsolicited or not, but it doesn't really matter because it's related. That's like, the I thing. If, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's the only time. If you, if you qualify that as unsolicited, that is the only scenario I can think of where it is associated acceptable to share a bad beat story. I, I disagree. I think there are other situations where it's acceptable, but but I think that I think one of one of the key. If so, let, let's say we got we got Gibson Cat here. Gibson Cat has a a bad beat story that they want to share. Uh, and, and they're, they're trying to figure out whether it's acceptable or not. Uh-huh. If you go into a circle of, of friends that are, are discussing what's happening after a round and they're, and they're asking you, right? Obviously, totally fine. Yeah, if, if they're yeah. already discussing... Carte blanche. If they're already discussing what, like, what how their rounds went, also fine. The problem arises when the conversation is completely different and you're threatening to de- derail it almost entirely to talk about something bad that happened to you. And that's when we start to run into problems. And Dennis, I don't think it's as black and white as you, as you made it out to be. There's a book I read about this when I was younger. Um, not obviously, but not about telling unsolicited bad beat uh, stories. Telling bad beat stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the first book your parents bought. The book I read that I would recommend to everybody called Games People Play. I recommended it to you actually, and you hated it. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't get through like the first couple of chapters. Yeah, I found it. I found it really tricky. So um, I think I misrepresented you to you what it was. So Games People Play yeah. is like a psychology psychology book. It's like mm. a psychosociological book, I guess, that talks about how if you if you kind of boil down conversations to their barest elements. Um, like an example of one of the games of the book is um, saying, oh, I'm worse off because blank. Yeah. So you have this yeah. sort of race to the bottom and that's what happens and with pe- bad beat people stories. people love that. That's yeah, what happens yeah, with yeah. bad that's, beat stories. Like, oh, yeah. I had a crappy day because I got rained on. It's like, oh, you think that's bad though? I missed my bus. It's like, yeah, but then when I got home, I burnt my dinner and you get, and that's exactly what happens yeah. with bad beat stories. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something people run into a lot, um, especially like less socially conscious people where rather than having a conversation with a person, some people, and I, 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 think, I think you can tell a lot of people do this, rather than listening to you, they're kind of waiting for their turn to talk. And I think that happens in circles where you share bad beat stories as well. Dennis, one thing that was really bad that happened to me actually last time I was playing in a, sorry, what? <laughs> oh, I saw the glint in your eye and everything, but I genuinely do think that's the, that, I do, I do no, think no, these kind of stories so- do perpetuate that kind of behavior. A friend of mine back in Australia uh, has a name for these things. He calls them he calls them parallel monologues. When, Par- when two people, yes, very when two good. people are just standing there waiting for that, and you can see sometimes the desperation in their eye, where like the the topic is moving away from the anecdote that they wanted to tell. You have one in the chamber, yeah, and you gotta. I've got I've got to get it. I've got to get the story back to this because I want to tell this story. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, and I think a lot of it comes down to reading the room. Right, a lot of it comes down to how is this story going to be perceived? Because some bad beat stories are fantastic. Like some bad beat stories are unbelievable, right? Especially when it's funny. Yeah, they transcend the medium. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is fine if it's a good story. But like, I think what we need to drill down on here, Dennis, is is what if someone needs to tell the story just to get it off their chest, just to get past past the frustration for catharsis? Because that's but, pardon for catharsis sake. Yes, because that's when we we move past things like uh, you know 
reading the room, sort of the timbre of the overall overall conversation. And we start moving into the world of empathy when you you're actually asking someone to take a little bit of time out just to help you feel a little bit better that depends so, on, i think for me that depends on stakes now that can mean stakes in like a tournament sense like if they if they mm-hmm. if they lost for a you know if there's a, a, a variance based reason for winning and for top eight yeah but it also yeah. can mean personal stakes if this person's been trying to go three and oh at fnm for a long time and yeah, this would have been their exactly. three, those stakes count as well so if you if it is someone sharing their story as like a in a way to like let off steam yeah like i think it's important to be there for your friends in that regard but i think it is also and important to understand that that's not beneficial it's understandable and everybody has uh, to do it sometimes I, I don't know man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make judgments about whether it's beneficial or not for if because indip- individual people deal with things like that in, indiv- in different i mean ways. in terms I, of, I mean in terms of improving your 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 um your abilities as a magic player over a long sure. time if you're just sitting there to complain but it might you know it, it, look on a, on a purely psychological level I, I do believe that a problem shares a problem halved and so if sure. any of my if any of my mates come up to me and they're just like hey you're not going to believe what happened to me last round, right? And even if I'm like, if I'm re- like, regardless of the situation, generally I'm, I'm going to make time for my friend, especially if I can see they're upset for it. So this question is asking, under what conditions, if any, is is it is it socially acceptable, right? And I think we're moving away from the socially acceptable part of it because mm. if you're coming up to a close friend of yours, of course they should listen to your bad news. That's story. fair. That's fair. Of course they should. If it's important to you and, it, and, and it's going to make you feel better, of course they should. But I think that, you know, we're, we're making it kind of easy for ourselves by talking about the situations where, you know, it's quite clear cut one way or the other. So let, let's talk about perhaps perhaps it's easier to say or perhaps it's going to make it more difficult rather for mm. us to talk about when you should not do this. I mean, that is what some people who are less sort of, you know, socially <laughs> lubricated. That's what they have trouble with sometimes. Something that I think is a clear no mm. is telling two in a row absolutely You're yeah good. yeah 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 no no you get your one. Oh, and this other time no 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 mate no 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 mate you had your no. 15 minutes pack it up yeah F- whoa okay all right 15 i mean minutes 15 minutes of fame i'm not listening to I somebody to say too. i mean dennis like i love a lot of my friends very dearly indeed but i mean if oh, one of them came Riley, up to me with a 15 minute story i was playing in this modern gp two months ago right and it was the best of times it was the worst of times and then okay, it's how much time have you how much time is this story gonna go <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I, got, I got stuff to do dennis i got places to be no 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 15 get out of town I, I, i'm glad that you rectified you sort of clarified that because i'm not listening to i don't care who's telling me i don't care what's what's john limit? finkel telling me the what's story the limit? If I were to, if I were upset about it, you got You know what, Dennis? You got a tight five. Tight five. That's a long. You got time. a tight five. You got a tight five. That's a stand-up set. That's a long. That's time. fine. I'll listen. I'll listen to a bad beat story for five minutes. If it, if 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 it's like if that's what requires. Here's what, the question. Though, that's the upper limit. Is that that's the upper? Limit. Is that number different for different people? Oh, not no, really. Yes, it no. is. What are you talking about? I'm not listening. To, I'm not listening to a story that's five minutes longer, more than five minutes. A bad beat story. No matter who's telling me. It. Oh no, but is it shorter? Are there no, people? No, it's not. There are no, no people. No, it's not. You would give everybody their five minutes. And do you know why? Why is that? Because there are, there are two types of people who are going to come up and tell me bad beat stories. And I've had both. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be someone I know well and someone that I like, someone I've got a lot of shared history with. And then, of course, I'm going to give them my time. Of course, I'm going to listen to it. Or it's going to be a fan. And, of course, I'm going to listen to a fan That's coming fair. up and talk to me. That's I'm fair. not going to be rude to someone who, who has taken the time out of their day to come and speak to me because, you know, they happen to like some of the nonsense that I put out. That's very Absolutely fair. That's not. very, very I'll fair. stand by the coverage area for five minutes and listen to the talk. And I've done it before and I'll do it again. And I'm happy to do it, even if the story isn't that interesting. I see you even- do. You're, you're, you are very generous with your time. It's no, 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 no. I reject that 100%. It's not me being generous with my time. It's other people being generous with their attention. I, I think I like once that. you step into the public eye, once you step into the public eye in any capacity, and look, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Tom Cruise, I'm not a Brad Pitt, I'm not someone who's at the, you know, at the, at the height of, of, of public knowledge or recognition or anything else like that, right? But 
as soon as you step into the public eye, public eye even a little bit, by making content or, or mm. making a bit of a name for yourself in any regard whatsoever, you now belong to the people who consume your content at least a little bit. And you owe it to them to give them your time. And I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't accept anyone who goes against that. I, I don't know. I think there are definitely, and like with the, with the fan thing, I agree. Like I've had people, I have had fans come up to me and, and I have fewer fans than you do. That, that, that is easily true. And, but then, like you said, you have fewer fans than Tom Cruise does. So there, that, mm-hmm. that does change your dynamic a little bit. Um, who have, to, who have talked, you know, want to talk to me about something that I don't particularly know about, for example, or, mm-hmm. you know, might not necessarily have a stake in, but I will always give them the time. hundred percent. Because they, because. And look, there's still lines, right? Like they can't sit there and, and have the rest of my afternoon. But I'm always going to give them the time to say what they want to yeah. say. Like that's. But there are friends of mine who, if they like sit down and start telling me a bad beat story, I'll be like, "All right, here we go again. I here do, we go. I do not yeah. need to hear Jimmy yeah. Bob or whatever tell me this. Yeah. Go down this path again. And yeah. maybe maybe you're more patient. Maybe you're a better man than I. But I, I wouldn't the, say that. The but, number is definitely different for different people that I know, for sure. But 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 I've already said you've got a tight five. That's it. You go above that, and I'm going to start. I'm going the, the orchestra music's going to start playing, Dennis. You're going to you you're know gonna you're going to get the hook, the, the vaudeville up. hook. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. There are, yeah. there are people in my life who definitely get a tight thirty seconds for sure. Man. Oh wow, yeah, you've really tightened the aperture there. Anyway, look, let's let's. I think I think there's pretty there's some pretty clear sort of guidance we can give people when they're thinking about wanting to tell a bad beat story. If it's with your mates. And they're good people. Go sure. for broke. If there's an understanding, that's fine. If people are already discussing that, you know, and I would I would be cautious of trying to one up people. Race to the bottom, yeah. You don't really want to you don't really want to be that guy who's always uh who's always saying, Oh, yeah, I mean, I know someone, Dennis, who is just who's just the worst for this. Like always trying to one up people, always trying to make people No no no. I know. know someone way worse, mate, for sure. No, no, no. The person, <laughs> no, no, the person I know is much whatever you I'm sure it's bad, whatever you I actually what I, well, I actually know two people who are well, yeah that's the thing what i was going to say like the person i know is actually there's actually there's is one out of th- a group of three people sometimes four now that so, i think about it it probably isn't okay we should stop but this is the <laughs> this is the kind of feedback loop you can get into don't do that because that's miserable but look if if the timbre of the group you know if, if there's a, a sort of atmosphere of oh you know just you know chucking around stories like that absolutely get involved but you just got to read the room and that's a tough thing to do for you know a lot of people and you know i, I understand that but it's one of those skills that is going to ensure that you know you don't end up being the that guy telling the boring story for you know more longer than your allotted tight five, Dennis. I think if you I think if you have if you feel yourself really agonizing over it, it's probably best to err on the side of not telling the story. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Thing. If, if you're asking yourself, when it comes should to I do bad this? beats? I don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is a good way to approach those situations overall. But there's a stigma around bad beats because they kind of don't really help anybody, and you do mm-hmm. kind of get into this parallel monologue situation that you talked about. So in that scenario, I think you probably should err on the side of caution a little bit. I like that. Our next question, Dennis, comes to us from Shivam Bat, who I'm sure many people will be uh, well acquainted with on Twitter, very active Twitter user. And uh, I mean, look, he's a fan of ours and we're a fan of his. Oh yeah, Shivam's great. Shivam, like, I remember one of the first times I met Shivam in person was at um, Grand Prix Santa Clara in early 2018. I think I, I met him before that at PAX and stuff. Like, we actually sat down, and I was hmm. sitting, I was sitting on the floor outside the convention center, just eating like a hot dog or whatever. In the kind of like, a, it was a busy weekend for me, so I was kind of like, wanted to just decompress and sit down, yada yada. And I didn't hmm. really want to talk to anybody. 
And Shiva was a very friendly, very echoing guy and came over to talk to me. And I'll fully admit, at first I was like, oh, I don't really want to talk to anybody, yada, yada. <laughs> but I had, I didn't say, I didn't say it to him internally. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk. But then I had a yeah. really earnest, really nice yeah. conversation with Shivam. And Shivam kind yeah. of sensed after a minute or two that I kind of wanted to be left alone and left. And I was yeah, like, he's, he's a very socially aware guy, really, really nice guy. Yeah, he, he's really, he wouldn't have any trouble figuring out the right time to no. tell a bad beat story. No, he'd be, he'd be right on it. He'd be right on it. My favorite conversation with Shivam was about hot sauce. Oh, I remember uh, this. Yeah, it was a re- it was very interesting because generally, like hot sauce people tend to have very strong opinions, right? I-, I like hot sauce, but I'm not I'm definitely not hot sauce guy. And when I started talking about it, and Shivan jumped in, I'm like, oh no, here we go. We've we've found we've we've found a hot sauce guy, and now we're never yeah, getting this, out of this here alive. This vein runs deep, yeah. But it, he ended up having some very insightful and interesting comments to make, specifically about Tabasco sauce, which he says is not it, like because it's it's one of the worst hot sauces, mm-hmm. right? I think everyone agrees on that. It's the monopoly of hot sauces. But his argument was. It's not a hot sauce. It's a vinegar. And if you look at it through that, if you look at it through through that lens, all of a sudden it becomes a very high tier uh, condiment indeed. And I, I've changed my perspective on Tabasco sauce because of Shivam. I take great issue with something you said, and this is going to deviate us from Shivam's question for a second. Is it Monopoly? To, yeah, Monopoly is a fine board game. Monopoly sucks. Monopoly, Monopoly doesn't. You're playing it wrong. I guarantee you're playing it wrong. I know the auction rule, dude. The, uh, I no, know no, the no. auction rule. Everybody, like, well, let's let's start at that space, for example. Everybody okay. plays Monopoly, and everybody has these things in their head that are that are house rules that aren't part of the damn game. People like think when you, people, like the auction rule, for example, if you land on a property and choose not to buy it, it goes up for auction with all the players yes. in the game, for sure. Yes. People think that when you open, when you land on income tax, or when you open a community chest that makes you pay money, people think that money goes in the middle, and you get that money when you land on free parking. No, it goes to the bank. It just goes. It's just gone. It's just gone. Yes, These, I know all this. Those two things, the whole thing about having to go around the board once, yeah, not in the rules. Before you can buy anything. No, that's not true either. Not in the rules. Good. You, no. Okay, well, I appreciate you at least playing the game properly, but these are things that artificially elongate Monopoly. If you play Monopoly by the rules out of the box, it takes like 80 minutes, 60 okay. minutes, and it's, it's fine. It's a garbage game. It's Why a garbage, it a garbage game, game that belongs in the trash after it's been set on fire. It is such a low-tier board game. If you want, like... What annoys me about it is that it's so ubiquitous. It's the whole thing. It's like, oh, let's play a board game. Oh, let's get Monopoly or Risk or something. It's like, no, let's play a good board. Like, risk, if you is play risk. A lot- risk is a fine board game. Risk, risk is a terrible. Risk is variance incarnate. No, and it is no, a no terrible Monopoly game. is variance incarnate. I agree. But that's there. what I'm saying. Risk is not a level up. Risk is on exactly the same level. If you want to play a good, uh, like a good entry level board game that most people are going to be able to get when it comes to. I know You know what I'm going to say, Dennis, and I stand by it. It's Settlers of Catan. Oh, I thought Set- you had a ticket to ride. But Ticket to Ride is also fun. Ticket to Ride is, but Ticket to Ride is just not a very. I I love board games. A big board game collection in the other room. Yeah, I've never played Settlers of Catan. Settlers, I have a copy. We're gonna get a lot of we're gonna get a lot of hate from this because I know Settlers of Catan is perceived as the it's perceived as the uh, as the monopoly of board games when you sort of take (laughs) the the monopoly of level two board games. Yeah, but that's it. It it definitely is. It's super entry level. It's not a very challenging game. There's a lot of variance involved, but it's easy and it's simple. Yeah, it's not like Pandemic or Scythe or anything like that. If you want to get someone into those games, if you want to start playing the more complicated games, you know the 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 higher echelons, the upper tiers of board games. All you need to do, right, is sit someone down and play Catan with them. And if they enjoy it, they've got a chance. If they don't enjoy it, they're out. They're never going to enjoy a good board game. I remember game. My, my ex-girlfriend, I went over to her house once at Christmas. And her dad, was turns out, was a huge board game geek from, like, his earlier nice. days. And he bust, no, but, like, I mean, like, 
obscure European board game geek. Right, right, And right, he's right, like, okay, oh, sure. now we're playing Das Schlingelstock, and it's this, like, amazing, like, board game where you take <laughs> yeah. this little mensch and you run him around this board, and, like, yeah. everybody gets three iron points and four, and don't forget to draw your, like, you know, your yeah. railway yeah. card and stuff. So it just was way nuts. too deep, yeah. Oh, man. So anyway, Shivam. <laughs> yeah, so Shivam, right? So Shivam has a question here, and he, he writes, A friend and i've tried to enunciate the uh, inverted commas you tried to yeah you tried to get his get his tone across which, yeah because he's he's put it he's put friends in in talking mucks here a friend taps his manager to the left and his creatures to the right leading to a willy-nilly board state worse he sometimes taps his creatures left and right based on which hand he uses is this clean magic shivam no it is oh, not this is I, quick question Riley, are, are you left-handed or right-handed I'm right-handed. Which direction do you tap your your, your creature? I tap to? everything to the right. So you tap everything clockwise. Yes. Which is the way the tap symbol on old cards indicates. Yes. I do not. Yes. You tap things to the left. I tap things to the left. That is fine because I tap with my right hand, and that motion's more natural. That that is fine. That is totally fine, Dan. I am a big fan of causing bedlam on the board like this. Like incidental tilt we've, value. We've yes. t- no, no, Riley, and this might lead into our next segment. I think this is a low-key power move. No, this is not a power move, Dennis. This is not a power move, mate. It's clearly... It's tilted shit to the point where he felt the need to write into the podcast about it. Yeah, maybe it is a power move. I don't want to be subjected... I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to start, like, uh, giving this this power move any any kind of platform or power. It's going to it's gonna tilt me beyond belief. I don't want to have to deal with this. It's fine that you tilt things to the left, Dennis. I want to talk... I want, I want to talk about that. I, want, I, think, I think it's correct to tap things to the left, even though I know Magic Cards say it's printed the other way. Why? How is it more correct? I don't know. I have no. I have no. Okay, basis. I was expecting something going to back. Like you're going to back no, it up there. I think. No. I, I mean, okay. Let me let me rephrase. I think it's correct for right-handed individuals because you're twisting it the no, other way. No, because it goes with the with with the. You can't you can't twist your wrist in this. Okay, direction. Dennis is Dennis is waving his hand at the screen right now, right? And and what I'd like to point out to you, Dennis, is when you wave your hand over to the left. Mm-hmm. To reset the wave, you have to twist it back over to the right. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come in at an acute angle and start on top well, of this, okay, like well, some I sort guess, of okay, serial you know, killer. I'm going to show talking? you how I tap things, right? I tap things by picking them up from the top left corner uh-huh. and rotating them like that. Oh, no. My, 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 card never gets, my card never leaves the table. It's flush the yes, whole time. Yes, you, you slam your hand down and then move it over. And I would argue that that actually is a more natural motion. No, you're absolutely right. But I, I pick things up and, and, and position them like them. that. You snap them. On the, I like to snap them down, especially when I'm attacking. I'm absolutely right. I'll demonstrate for the listeners right likes to do this yeah yeah well, while really juggling that microphone stand as well to get that nice big boom in there as well i love to do that um <laughs> you got to be consistent right in australia you can use american or british english when you're writing a university papers but you have to pick which one you can't put a u into I a color somewhere that, yeah. and, and and a z into an organized somewhere and and mix and match you can't do that you have to pick one style and stick with it so no shivam's friend and i, I shivam as well the fact you put friend in inverted commas tells us a lot because they're not your friend Riley, they're no one's friend uh, for, well let's put a, let's put a little bit of a bow on this so i agree that y- your friend is being it's it is objectively not clean magic that's it's the question it's, it's magic. very it's it's filthy magic. i think it's hilarious so that's fine that's that's my addendum Riley, my mother has replied Oh, oh, good, excellent. All right, okay. So I hope that helps, Shivam. It's not clean magic. Tell your friend to stop doing it. Go on. I yes. texted verbatim, settle a debate. Is it worse to not wear a jacket or to get rained on and not change right away when you get home? My mother yes. replied, if you had worn a jacket, you wouldn't even have the second problem. So you always have the jacket and then you don't even have to change when you get home. In other words, Nikki is right. My mother has assumed I'm arguing with my girlfriend about this and not with, <laughs> and not with you on the podcast. <laughs> 
she ended the message by saying your girlfriend is correct and yes. stop arguing that's very funny so according to your mum yeah william henry harrison was and look according i think to most people interested in this sort of thing william henry harrison was an idiot when he went out in the freezing american winter to give an inauguration he did it speech. for a reason he did it to project this idea of like vitality and health george austin was just lazy no, he wasn't. He was being polite. He didn't change because he had guests he didn't want to keep waiting. Here, Okay. We have two polls that are going to come up as a result. Of, I'll, we have okay, to I need these. to make a note of these because I'm going to forget them. Otherwise, we have two polls. Dennis. Poll number one, should you poll tap your cards one. to the left or the right? Okay. We, left, sh- we right should say tapping. clockwise or counterclockwise for clarity's sake. Yep, yep, yep. And poll number two, who deserved to die more, George Washington Whoa. or William McKinley? <laughs> Oh, okay. So William McKinley was assassinated in 1901. He's completely. De- I mean, who, who who deserved to die more? The guy didn't put a coat on. The guy got a bullet through his head from a from a from an anarchist. No. Um. So Harrison or Washington? Yes, Harrison gonna, or Washington. Yes. I'm going to tell you now. No red blooded American is going to say that Washington deserved to die. According to most Americans, I mean, he should still be out there riding his horse about, not chop, chopping down cherry trees and doing all the other apocryphal stuff that he was apparently is supposed to have done. Anyway. I really like the fact that you lost an argument with Nikki that you didn't, didn't even, even have. Didn't even start. Didn't even start. Dennis, it's time for Power Moves. The reception to Power Moves has been very strong. Power Moves, uh, I mean, in itself is something of a power move, given how... how uh, widely they've they've caught on with people. They've really captured the, the, the public zeitgeist yeah, here, Dennis. yeah, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're collecting we're collecting a list of, of magic related power moves. These are ways that you can um, assert your dominance, Dennis. Really get in, get up in your opponent's brain. Not as even necessarily your opponents, just other people uh, to, you know that you're associated with. But it's got to be within the realm of magic. It's been lovingly ripped off from the Hamish and Annie podcast. If you haven't listened to the Hamish and Annie podcast, what are you doing? Go and listen to it. It, it is so good. Uh, an ideal entry point, I would say, is probably the beginning of 2018. Uh, but you can go back all the way back to 2007. Although pff, they're not very good back then, I would I would kick in around it. Uh, 2012 if you want to if you want to do a deep dive anyway dennis we've got an inbox full of them um, if you want to send in your power moves do just tweet them at us you can dm out of them out to us you know the same way you can with any of the questions yeah absolutely uh anyway you want to get to us you can pick your pipe and you can send through uh, your power moves dennis you want to kick us off first one up here riley from jethro harrop mm-hmm. i used to enjoy remembering my opponent's name so at the start of the game start of game two i can say good luck riley and a small part of them will think damn i've forgotten his name I find it deeply tilting when someone knows my name and I've forgotten theirs. That's very good. That's very That's good. That's very good because you're immediate. And, and we've talked about how there are two, but broadly two categories of power moves. There are legend moves and there are asshole moves. This is a right? legend are, move. This is a legend move. This is a legend move because it makes you look like such a legend. What if right? you set it up? What if you don't tell them your name to begin with? I suppose they'll, no, know no, the, I, they'll know from the pairings anyway. Oh, don't ask for the name at the start. Memorize it from the pairings. Memorize it from the pairings. That's actually so good because then it, at the beginning of game two, right, when you say it, right, you got to do it game. You can't do it game one. You got to do it game two. Yeah, yeah. Then you, then they all assume, oh man, I must have said my name already. Which when means they must have told me hands. theirs, and now I'm a jerk. I'm being, I'm being so rude. And then they'll start, you know, they'll open, they'll play the wrong land, they'll miss, you know, they'll, they'll miss on board stuff. Jethro, that is a bona fide power move. That is that is a one hundred percent legend power move from Jethro Harrop. Abs- absolutely love it. I'm going to be doing. I mean, we're at a bit of a disadvantage being like minor public figures, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still use that one whenever I can. That's that is that is top tier. All right, Dennis, I got I got one here. I got a power move for you. Let me hit you with this. This is from this is from Tyrone Phillips. Strong name. That name alone might be a power move, but that's. 
Hi guys, I think lands are a great way to muscle your opponent into the tilt zone. At GP Brisbane this weekend, I witnessed a blue-white control player with at least six different basic lands, including revised 6th edition Amonkhet Full Art and Throne of Eldraine stamped foils. And Dennis, the reason I the reason I, I picked this one to share with you is because mm-hmm. I have to assert my dominance on this because of how much it tilts me. So this I'm, would I'm send to, you through the this, roof, mate. This, I would I would be in the stratosphere when this happens to me. I hate it. So I'm trying to get on the front foot by like putting it out there. You know, this is like um, immersion therapy for me. I hate this <laughs> so much. Because the thing is, Dennis, let's use this as an example. Revised sixth edition Amonkhet Full Art Throne of Eldraine Stamp Force. This is not some. This isn't Paolo Vida de Rosa who has gone to the land station at the no, PT no, no. and this grabbed is, a handful. This is deliberate. This is carefully curated. I love and, it. Mwah. This is oh. so. I think on. I think on base. This is like a seven out of ten power move, right? Against Riley Knight, fifteen out of ten. Oh, easy. I've got. It, you know, it, it's like it's like using a fire move against. Yeah, a steel, I was, I was, a steel I was exactly. I said, I said, it is super effective. It's a critical. It is super hit. effective. Mwah. I take double damage every single time. I hate this. I hate this so much. Like just just match your lands. Even if you go to the land station, there's only four different arts. Just match your lands. What are no, you doing? They're going to thought no, no, seize. No, no, You're no. going to play the different land. You're going to forget. Oh, I love it. I love it. And these all have different borders. Different. It's awful. Oh, beautiful. It's the- truly, truly Tyrone, awful. So excellent power move. Excellent power, power move. move. All right, let's move on. Give us, give, give me another one, Dennis. All right, next up we have Anton Clement, longtime fan of the show as well. Thank you, uh, thank you, Anton. My favorite power move is targeting someone with the targeted effect over and over again while the effect itself doesn't actually do anything. For example, with the relic where the graveyard is empty. I think this is a at the at the base of it, it's actually quite a low it's a low tier power move, but Dennis, it's when you execute it correctly. How do right? you mean? What it's, does that mean? So what you got to do, you got to do it in response. You got to do it in response Ooh, to stuff, right? Uh, sorry, in response. Exactly. So they go, yep, county you speak like, "Ah, in response." I'll relic target you with an empty graveyard, and they're just like you throw. You're throwing them off the rhythm. Like why? Exactly. And you're like, like, does, and you're like, they're like, why? And you're like, does it resolve? Does it resolve? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this is, and, and it's, you know what I really love it is when they've got you dead to rights. You're 100 percent dead, and all they need to do is attack or point a lightning bolt, bolt at your doing face. This. If I'm a ba- and then you sit there and you're like, I have responses. Excuse me. Stop. I'll. Uh, I'll, uh, you know, activate my whatever. I'll, I'll do this. You know, it's something that has no effect, right? Just to make them stop and think, oh, okay, hang on, I need to play around something here. So what? here's Shall the thing. When somebody is about to kill you in a game of Magic, partic- I, I like to do this particularly in like a relatively high stakes game, Magic, a win and mm-hmm. a something for like a lot of prizes at a pre-release or whatever even, let's say. Uh, and someone's someone's about to win. So yeah. they're about to feel good, right? Yeah. So I got a couple of seconds here where yeah. I can make them feel a little worried or a little bad, and I think but, that genuinely makes them feel better when they win. Oh yeah, no, because it's gonna it it, it gives them, it, it doesn't just give them pleasure, then they get relief as it's well. A, yeah. So you're actually you're actually giving them it's a it's a legend power. It's, the, it's, the, it's, them a, a it's the tap tap concede. I'll take it. I'll take it to the level. Like a will attack me with everything. I'll be like tap two cards. I'm like sorry, what's your life total? And yeah, the, and then I'm like, and you have, and like, and you have no cards now. There's no cards. I'm like, yep. okay. And I'm like, in that case, and I'll just dump my hand and go and extend the hand across the yep. table. Exactly, and it's so good, especially when they've been tanking for ages. When there's, for example, stuff that you could have that would save you, right? Oh yeah, that, that, a bit, bit of showmanship, bit of theatrics. Love it. I yeah. love that. That and that's a, that's a very high. So I agree, Anton. Well. This like, on on base, like the content of this power move in and of itself isn't too strong, but some Oscar level theatrics, and you can ele- elevate this for sure. Yeah, love it. Absolutely right. All right, Dennis, let me hit you with this one. This one's from Tuppence Gallery, which what is certainly name. very- What a name. Tuppence Gallery. Private eye. <laughs> exactly. They go to the office of births, deaths, and marriages. Ah, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Gallery. So, I mean, you you must be so proud. Beautiful, beautiful bouncing baby there. Yes, we'd like to call him Tuppence, please. 
Uh, all right, I'll just make a. Is that is that with two P's? Yes, yes, it's it is. It's the okay, standard cool. amount of P's. I, mean, I feel just, really bad if this is Tuppence Gallery's real name. Yeah, we shouldn't be mocking. But <laughs> we're very sorry, Tuppence. Can we call you Tuppy? No, anyway. that's that's not. I don't think that doesn't sound good. <laughs> anyway, let's get to Tuppence's, anyway. Tuppence's submission. So Tuppence Gallery submits. When playing modern, I verbally attempt to call what my opponent is going to do after putting my hand down as if it isn't going to matter. Against my best friend, this is most effective as I'm very familiar with their deck and play style. Many times I do this when I'm about to lose and I will call the shot and steal their thunder. Oh, here comes the cyclonic rift. I love this. And do you know know what else I love about this, right? Not only does it make you appear like uh, omniscient and, uh, and, and, and omnipotent almost, right? It's a legend power move. Because it makes it look like they're only doing it because you told them to. Oh, I, I realized something reading this now. I've done this my entire life subconsciously. Yeah. I do this. I'll be like, oh, here comes the... If someone like... Yep. I'll always imagine the worst thing that it could possibly be. Like mm-hmm. if someone like goes swamp, I'm like, oh, here comes the Thoughtseize. Like every yep. time. I do this every yep. time. Exactly. And so if they go swamp and you go, yep, Thoughtseize, you get ready to reveal your hand like it's going to happen. All of a sudden they're like, oh, should I do this? Or, if, they, or if they're like, oh, no, I don't have one. That's embarrassing. Like, That's oh, embarrassing you, you, for that. Oh, then you're like, oh, you don't. You don't, you don't oh, even, interesting. You played a swamp. You don't and, have a thought. Wow. And, and you cut. You start coupling these pyramids together. You go. You don't even have the thought sees, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. No, I, I really, I really love this because again, it's about asserting dominance. It's about making sure that you're the one in, in control. So if if you start saying, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you're going to counter that, aren't you? And then they do it. You're like, yeah, you know, not as, don't have an original thought of your own, huh? Got to do expected. what I tell you. As expected, exactly. I really like that. All right, Dennis, uh, let, let you go. You, let's you go one more for us here. I think we've left the best for last here, Riley. This, this is one, this is one of the first ones we got after yeah, the podcast last week, one. and I texted yep. it to Riley immediately because I was blown away by it. Yeah, this one's very, very good. Hot off the presses from Mark Boyd. I always let my opponent. <laughs> I always let my opponent roll out, <laughs> roll out their play mat first. Then when I put mine out, I make sure it overlaps slightly so my playmat is on top. <laughs> is on top. <laughs> I love this. It's oh, I so love this so much. <laughs> I love that there's so much to unpack here, Dennis, and it's just beautiful. So first of all, most tables you play Magic on are definitely wide enough to, to oh, yeah. accommodate two playmats. But that's not the point. No. You are staking your claim. You it's, are staking your claim. Here's the other thing. They can't really take away their playmat then until you take yours away either. No. You decide when the game ends. And of course, they can't really pull it, especially with the tablecloth, they can't pull it back. And even if they do, it's then going to be hanging over the side of the, of the table. It's going to be a little floppy thing off the You get, the, off you the get into there. a war of attrition like elbows on a plane. If they, exactly. pull, if they pull it back next, you, you just lift yours up to adjust it, shift it up a little bit more. Like, even further. This is, this is incredible. This is such a high-tier power move. I mean, it is so... So good. And of course, it comes in totally, you know, you look like you're being polite. You know, oh, please put your playmat down. That's fine. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for you. And then just, what are we saying? Like two centimeters? Oh, half, Maybe three uh, centimeters? Half an inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not not a huge amount, but just enough to know, hey, this is my, this is my yeah, backyard. Because we're, you want, we're playing on my home You turf. want it to be a small enough amount that your opponent isn't going to be like, sorry, could you actually move your playmat? Yeah. You want them to yeah. be like, they're like, oh, I'm not going to ask them to move it. He only overlapped it a little bit. Yeah, well, I exactly. Think, uh, Riley, I think it's not particularly close. I think this is the power move of the week for sure. This is pa- oh, this is power move of the week. Power move of the week coming to us from Mark Boyd. That 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 is that is an, oh, mate. Mm, mm, perfect top tier, top shelf power move.
Riley, we got one more sneaky question I want to get in here right before we uh, we wrap up. No, we're, from... we're done, Dennis. We don't actually have any more time. So no, we're no, no, say no, thank no, you no, to people no, for... No, no, uh... I, wanna, I think we have, we're going to make a little time. We're going to make a little time. Uh, from Juan Garcia, our community oh, manager at Channel Fireball. I'm just looking at the... Asks, oh, hang on. Yeah. Asks, who is the better Magic player, Dennis or Riley? And the I reason the reason this. I want to ask this is because it, it came into the doc because we put it in because it was a question that came into the podcast. And Riley said... Oh, Juan's question. I think you're, as in Dennis, is probably the better Magic player. And I said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a short, short section of the show then, isn't it? Because I agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Okay. All right. There are a couple of things going on here. I think you are the better Magic player. Mm -hmm. But I tend to think most people are better at Magic than me. That's true. Do you know why that is? Yeah, your humbleness truly knows no bounds. It's not not to do with humility. It's actually to do with the the cold, hard reality of most of the Magic-related people I spend time with, right? Oh, that's like, interesting. Like my best mate, Toffles, my best mate, mm-hmm. one of my best mates, right? Like I go to I go to GPs and pro tours, and you know I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm friends with you know I'm friends with like Frank Carson, Rafa. Hang on a second, I just oh, I dropped something on the ground here. What is, is that, that a name? Did you drop a name down there? Oh, I just sorry, I just dropped a couple of names on the floor. Then let me pick them back up there. Um, so it's funny. I, I played in a modern event just to just a, a little. You know, it was last weekend. Actually. I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. People aren't going to know this. Riley bent over and picked nothing up off of the floor in I real life. This cup up. I picked this cup up, Dennis. Look. Follow-up question. Yeah. Why is the cup on the floor? Uh, I put... Well, so I was having a... Ch- I had a tuna wrap and a glass of pineapple juice for um, for lunch, and I put them on the floor down there next to me because I don't have room in my desk. What are you, What's a sim? That? What do you mean you put them on the floor? What do you mean? Where else am I going to put them? <laughs> the kitchen. I'm busy. I'm too busy, mate. I'm busy mm. making relatable content. I just... Mm. Need Hashtag to- relatable okay. content. You're going out with your best friends, Frank Carson and Raph Levy. <laughs> exactly right. Anyway... Um, I played in a modern event and uh, it was funny because from round one, right, I was assuming I was just going to lose every match because I always assume that I'm the worst player in any matchup with right. anyone, which most of the time I'm right about, right? And, you know, maybe I was right in this modern... It doesn't matter. Let's not get into it. Again, we've got to move on. But, yeah, I, I would say that you're probably better than me. But then again, I'd say that about more or less everyone. The, real, so. the only reason I think I'm better than you is because you've told me. Because when we, we would stream together, we play Magic together, and, like, I would, like, make a move or something. I'm like, oh, no, we shouldn't do this because they might have this. And you'll go... Mm. Oh, you're so good. You'll be like well, the other thing is you, you're a lot more confident when it comes to that sort of thing than me as well. Oh, yeah, also, I'll be like they don't have it, and you'll be like they might not. Nah, they don't have it. And the other thing is, uh, I'm my my motivation to win, and I'm not trying to use this as an excuse. Again, this is just the reality of the situation. My my motivation to win is greatly diminished since getting into coverage and, oh, sure, and yeah. playing playing Magic almost exclusively or being interacted with being, interacting with Magic almost exclusively as an observer. I just don't have the. I'd rather. So what I'd, I've talked about this on a couple of other things that I've been on. If I'm playing a game of Magic in preparation for Pro Tour or whatever else like that, if I'm playing against someone, sometimes I'll deliberately take a line that I know is wrong, right, to see how important or unimportant, for example, a counter spell is or a, you a, run a sideboard experiment, card is. Yeah. I'll run the experiment exactly. That's fine. And after years and years of doing that, I'm just used to not winning, and so I don't play to win a lot of the time. I'm trying to play to learn. I know that sounds like a cop out, and I guess it is to a certain extent, but I also don't really mind i don't really need or want to be better at magic than other people because that's not under the purview of my job so yeah yeah you know i don't know i mean maybe if people think that's a cop out that's fine but i'm also happy to admit yeah dennis you're probably you're probably better than me at magic all right all right let's run a quick recap here channel fireball is the best place on the internet to buy your magic together current consuming magic gathering content um it is acceptable it is acceptable to tell a bad beat story in a situation where they're all those are already going around mate we could do the music if it's the outro what do you mean are we doing, is this the outro? Are we about to say goodbye? Yeah, I was going to let you think. Dennis, we've got, 
We've got time-honoured traditions of, of the music playing before the outro. Please, will you just give me 20 seconds to right, listen to a bit run, of Joachim Karad? Run the Joachim Karad. Run the Joachim Karad. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Dennis. What were that you was Joachim Karad, who does all the, <laughs> does the music for this podcast, as well as basically anything Riley produces under the sun. <laughs> That's very true. I do use his music a lot. Uh, what else we learned? We learned that placing your playmat over your opponents is a very strong power move, and very we learned that power. Dennis is better at magic than Riley. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. Please submit your questions on Twitter to at Strangek or at Riley Quarry Tower, or you can email Riley and from the tw- the email in his Twitter bio, or you can DM us. All pick your pipe, like you say. Pick your pipe. Lots of ways to get at us. And, of course, keep sending those power moves in if you want to be like the yes. power move superstar Mark Boyd. Uh, it is now. The- until a better one comes along, we're going yeah. gonna, to gonna, gonna give people the Mark Boyd Award for best power move. It is. He, 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 the Mark, he's, the, he's, the, he's the power move. He's the monarch. He's the, he's the one holding exactly. the crown at the moment. If you want to steal that crown with a power move of your own, now's the time to do it. Anyway, as Dennis said, thank you for listening. Please send in those questions, and we'll see you next week. 